Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right, all right. This is Watchman on the Wall. End Time Global Link Ministry. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from one Ohio. I'm going up down there, Atlanta, Georgia. Then I'm going to go across there to Lubbock, Texas, there and pick up Tim. Pick up Dr. Tim, and he's going to come on with me. She said tonight he had to work. But anyway, we're going on anyway, and if he come in, we'll be looking for him to come in. This is Elder Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. I got some good news for you. I got the same news that I had 58 years ago. Jesus Christ saves. That's the good news I got. Not only he saves, but Jesus Christ is coming back to the earth, E-A-R-T-H, earth. He's coming back to this planet, the nine planets in the, in the galaxies, more than that, really, but the only one visible to the naked eye is we go millions and millions of miles away. Um, we got planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Man has been on the Earth for 6,000 years, 6,000 years or up. 2020, 2030 is the end of the 6,000 years. What I'm trying to tell you, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, God in the flesh, coming back to earth, he died 2,000 years ago, gave his life, came in the flesh, walked in the flesh, talked in the body, his own body, God had prepared his own body, Jesus Christ. That was God walking in him. And he suffered and died on Calvary. He paid the penalty for sinners. Sinners, S-I-N-N-E-R-S, sinners. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So every man that's born on the planet, from Adam and Eve, which they were not born, they were made, they were created, they were made out of the dust of the ground. First human being that on record was born was Cain. And since that man has been multiplying up on the earth, 4004 B.C. up to 2023, babies have been born every day and old folks are dying, young folks are dying. Make no difference, black or white. People are being born and people are dying. That's been going on for a long time. And now people are dying faster and babies are being born every day. How long will that last? How long will this last? As the world turns, we see the condition of the humanity. We see the condition of the world and the situations and the governments. We see conditions of the churches around the world. We see people don't want to cooperate with the word of God, don't want to read the word of God, don't want to believe the word of God. The word of God is the only thing God gave man to read and to understand what plan he has for the universe. What plan does God what plan does God have for the universe? What plan did he have for humanity. What plan does he have? He's got an eternal plan. He's got a plan 
to build him a kingdom out of the lost human beings or sinners or wicked people that were born in sin, shaped in iniquity, he plans to do what? Build him a kingdom out of these kind of people, the fallen human race. And the race failed. Adam and Eve failed because they disobeyed God. When they disobeyed God, the world and the condition that it's in now is the reason that the world is on its way to hell because man disobeyed God. Man don't want to hear nothing from God. Man don't want to believe God's word. Man don't want to believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he died on Calvary's cross to save humanity. In other words, God is planning to build him a kingdom in due time. How long is it going to take? It's going to take 7,000 years for God to finish his plan. And now we have been on the earth for 6,000 years. There is only 1,000 years left where Christ will come back and he will rule and reign on this earth for 1,000 years in Jerusalem. He's coming back to set up his kingdom. And his kingdom is made out of unregenerated people who were born in sin and shaped in iniquity, and everybody was, every man that's born, every white, every white, every black, every yellow, every whatever color you are, you were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. And so Jesus Christ came to this earth literally to redeem man back to God. And you look at the you look at the situation in the world, and I'll say, look, God is failing. God, God is letting the world go go to the pot. God ain't caring nothing about this world. Look at it. Look at the condition. Look how people are killing and raping and people are lying and cheating and backbiting. Look at the drug cartels. Look at the homosexuals. Look at all this stuff that's going on in the world. You say, what is going on? What is God doing? God is saving those. Listen. God is saving those that want to be saved. Want to be. He ain't got no choice he picked. He said, whosoever will, let him come. I'm, gonna, I'm, 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 I'm preparing you for a place. I'm going away to prepare a place for you. And if I go away, I will come again. But in order for you to get prepared, I've got to die. Jesus Christ died 2,000 years ago, gave, gave his life over to sinners, and they crucified him and nailed him to a cruel cross. And they spat upon him, and they kicked him, and they whipped him 39 times, and they picked the hairs off his beard, and they knocked him side of the head, and they drug him up Mount Calvary, and they hung him for, what, six long hours. And after he had dropped his head and died, they put him in the grave, and he stayed in the heart of the earth, went to the bowels of hell to preach to those in prison, got up on the third day morning with all power in heaven and earth in his hand. And you tell me he can't save little old me? Little old me? He can save anybody that wants to be saved. This is the problem. The problem is people don't want Jesus Christ in their life. If you don't want Jesus Christ in the life, who do you want in your life? 
majority of the world today, let me tell you what they're going to choose. They're choosing the devil. They're choosing the devil. They're choosing old Lucifer. Lucifer is the cause right now. Lucifer is the cause that the world is in such shape it is in now because he is a destroyer. He is a robber. He is a murderer. He is a liar. He is the very pits of the epitome of a fallen cherubim. He used to be a anointed cherubim, and by his rebellion of his of his works in heaven, because of his beauty, he was thrown out of heaven forever. He'll never come back in. He can't be redeemed. He can't be saved. He can't be sanctified. He is a malignant, eternal cherubim that's going to suffer forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and took one-third of the angelic angels out of heaven, and they all was cast to the earth, and now he's considered in the scriptures as being the God of this age. What age? The age of 6,000 years Satan has been on this earth, and he's made a living hell out of it in some cause, in some way, almost a living hell. People are mean, cruel, wars, Rumors of wars, earthquakes, pestilence, diseases spreading everywhere. People uh, having race riots and people in the streets, and they're telling me they're whooping up war right now, and it's going to go on and go on and go on until Jesus Christ comes back to the earth, and he is coming back. My friends, before I go to another father, let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for how you have brought us this far. We ask you right now, let your word go out in a mighty way that those that listen to the word of God, that they may get an understanding of what it's all about. We ask you right now, we know this is the last generation. This is a generation of confusion and strife and envy and backbiting and killing and murder. It's the envy of destruction. But we thank you for Jesus Christ. Oh, do we thank you for Jesus Christ because he can save your soul from the damnations of hell. We ask you right now, whoever listening, Lord, let them be attentive to the word. And, Lord, give me the strength, give me the power, give me the Holy Spirit, as I break down the word to let the people know there is hope in a dying world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, indeed, this is Elder Bazaar. I'm coming from the book of, let's see what we can come up in here and tell you something about the word of God. I'm going to be coming out of Revelation a little bit, but right now I'm coming out of what? The first epistle, the first epistle of St. John. St. John, we will be reading from St. John, fourth chapter, St. John, fourth chapter, last days. Listen to what it says. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Now, you notice spirit is is a small s. But try the spirits, that means many spirits with small s, 
whether they are of God. All right, you're going to check and see if it's of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. So what we got today, we got many false prophets in the world today, and it's been that way for the last 6,000 years, false prophets. False prophet. What is a false prophet? A false prophet is a person who denies the word of God, who denies the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, denies the incarnation of Jesus Christ. They will tell you that Jesus Christ, this is a false prophet now, False Christ is somebody that tells you that they're Jesus Christ himself. False prophet is somebody that tells you that Jesus Christ did not come in the flesh. And they will tell you that Jesus Christ is not God Almighty. That's false. That's falsehood. Jesus Christ is God Almighty. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. Jesus Christ is God. And God became man. God was never born. God was never discovered. God was never been in eternity of eternity, never had a beginning, and he don't have an end. He is everlasting. He is everlasting. God is a spirit. Those that worship him must worship in his spirit and in truth. You are not a true worshiper until you worship God in the spirit. And the spirit of God, amen, Amen. The Spirit of God is God Almighty, and God became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory of the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father. So what we got here, he said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are God. This is uh, this is First John, fourth chapter. It says, Jesus Christ is come in the he said. Hereby know you the spirit. Now, you notice it says spirit. It's got a capital S, a capital S, and there's no S on the end. So it says, hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Any person, any person on the planet that confesses, that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. In other words, you are a saved person if you confess that Jesus Christ is God Almighty and he came in the flesh so that he could taste death for every man. He had to become human so he could taste death for every man. You see, you can't kill God. You can't nail God on the cross. But when Jesus Christ, which is God Almighty, became flesh and walked among men, seen men, and was a human being, but yet still God, 100% man and 100% God, and since he was 100% man, he was capable of being killed, physically dead, physically died. So when 
we nail, when I say we, that means the whole world, including me. When we nail Christ to the cross with our sins, you might not have been at the cross, but your sins nailed him. Your sins put him up there. Your sins whipped him. Your, your sins spit on him. Your sins kicked him. Your sins whipped him. Your sins plucked his hair out of his beard. Your sin put the crown of thorns on his head. Your sins, my sins, the sins of the whole round world. I'll pause there because I want you to think about that. Your sins. And here, little John here, Apostle John, one that wrote Revelations, he says here, everybody know you the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses, I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ come in the flesh. And if I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says thou shalt be saved. That means Christ comes into your life when you repent of your sins. Because your sins, if you don't get them forgiven, and if you die in your sins, you're going to die and go to hell, period. That's it. You're going to die and go to hell. Your church membership ain't going to save you. Your mama ain't going to save you. Your daddy ain't going to save you. Your money ain't going to save you. Your education ain't going to save you. Your good lifestyle ain't going to save you. Oh, look at here. I don't care how good you are, how sweet you are, how nice you look. It ain't going to save you. It takes the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why God became man. When he became man, he had a blood system. He had a heart. He had a liver. He had intestines. He had everything that a man had and because he was human. Although he was human, he still was God. So God took upon himself, hey, he said, if you prepare me a body, I'll go down and redeem man. And God prepared himself a body through Mary. When Mary was found with child, she brought forth a child, and you shall call his name what? Jesus. Jesus means what? Jesus means Savior, and Christ means anointed, God's anointed. It was God anointed himself and became what? A human being. And since he became a human being, he was subject to be put to death. And since sin came into the world, and since sin was reigning from all the way Adam till now, and for the first 4,000 years, men offered up animals and sacrifices and turtle doves and, 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 and went into the temple and the Ark of the Covenant, and they offered up animals as a blood sacrifice for a covering of sin. That, that's the only thing that's the only thing animal blood could do. The sheep, the turtle doves, the red heifers, all the clean animals that was used for sacrifice only could cover blood. It could not take sin out of the soul of man. It could not sanctify only the flesh, but it could not sanctify the innermost part. And so for, for, for 3,000 years, the Jews used animals. Animal was a typified the, the real sacrifice. Well, what was the real sacrifice? The real sacrifice was God's son, Jesus Christ. When God became flesh, that was the ultimate sacrifice. And that's why it was used to blood to be used in the Old Testament to typify the ultimate sacrifice. When Jesus Christ became 
came to this earth. It was God. And so God had his own blood system in his son, Jesus Christ. And that blood was shed for what? What what was the blood of Jesus Christ shed for? It was shed for your sins. Your sins. Your sins. Your lying. Your backbiting. Your cussing. Your homosexuality and tendencies and all that stuff. All that old rooty, low-down, dirty, rotten sin that Satan brought into the world through Adam and Eve. Because when Adam and Eve disobeyed from eating the fruit of knowledge of good and evil, they ate it anyway. And sin came through Adam. Every child that was ever born, born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And there was no, there was no sacrifice ever dreamed up by man to save man from sin forever. The only one that had that design and that was foreordained before the foundations of the world because God knew exactly what Adam and Eve was going to do. But he gave them a free will. He knew they was going to fall. He knew that they were going to sin. He knew that that, uh, uh, by them falling, man would come corrupt. He knew that. And by him knowing that, he already predestined it. Ooh, he predestined that long before he created Adam and Eve because he knew that if he would create man and give him a choice, he would fail. But yet still, although he failed, he already had something to redeem him back. He already had something to redeem him back. What did he have? He had his son himself. That God is all-knowing. God is all-seeing. God is omnipotent. God is omnipresent. God is omnipotent. He knows everything. Never made a mistake. Never will make a mistake. The mistake is found in man. The mistake is found in Lucifer because he made the biggest mistake he ever thought of, and that was to try to rebel and take the the universe and the earth and mankind and rule it himself. He made a big mistake, and he took one-third of the heavenly beings out of heaven and threw him, God threw him to earth, and now he's to call the prince power there. Christ came in the flesh. Jesus did, and Jesus was God. So that gives you the triune God. The one God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, all three are one, co-equal. Each one has different offices. God the Father, the Creator, Christ the Son, the Savior, Holy Spirit, the indwelling of Jesus Christ in you through his shed blood. Jesus Christ cannot live, could not have not lived in nobody until he shed his blood. Well, what did he do when he shed his blood? He paid He paid the price of sin. What is the price of sin? The price of sin is death, spiritual death, separated from God. Man was separated from God from the Garden of Eden all the way until now. Every child is born, every woman, boy, girl is born, is born separated from God. And God said, I have a mediator. I have an advocate. I have a perpetuation. I have somebody to take the place of dying for the sins of the world so I can save souls of mankind and what? Redeem them by paying for their sins. And their payment was that I die. Jesus died. Physical death, separated from what? Separated from the body. 
When he was separated from the body, he descended down, down into hell, preached to those in prison, stayed in the grave for three days and three nights. On the third day, he got up out the grave. And when he got up out the grave, all power in heaven and earth is in his hand. And guess what? He done died 2,000 years ago, but now he's getting ready to come back to the earth. He's coming to get back. This time, he's not coming to be born. He's not coming to play pinochle. He's not coming to play bingo. He's not coming to have a big, big, big uh, hundred-piece choir. He's coming back to do what? Judge the world, everything in it. Because he is the judge. He is the savior. He is the redeemer. He is the perpetuation. He is the one and only one that ever died and came back from the grave on his own power. And every religion that you can name don't have a savior. Don't have a savior. Islam don't have a savior. Buddha don't have a savior. Shintoism don't have a savior. Christian science don't have a savior. Jehovah Witness don't have a savior. None of these made man religions have a savior that died on Calvary's cross, ooh, ooh, suffered and died, went into the heart of the earth, came up on the third day morning with all power in heaven and earth. The only ones that did that was Jesus. I say it at once. The only one that did that was Jesus. And if Jesus did it, and he has saved millions of people ever since the day of Pentecost. He was saving people back in the Old Testament, but they was under the blood, huh? They was under the blood of animals until Jesus Christ died. Then that was transferred from the blood of animals to the blood of Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ was the only human and the only divine one that had power enough to die for the sins of the world and come back from the grave. Now the penalty of sin is paid for. So now man got a way to escape the damnations of hell. And the only way you can escape hell is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on, y'all. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what it says. This is what it says now. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. You are not of God if you never confess that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of the Antichrist. That's the spirit of Antichrist because it's anti-cross, anti-God, anti-suffering, anti-resurrection, anti-death. They don't believe, and they want to see authority over the atonement of Jesus Christ. Wherefore, ye have heard that it shall come, and even now already is is it in the world. There are many antichrists, many antichrists, people who do not, people who do not believe and accept and admire and receive through the spirit that Jesus Christ came in the flesh is not of God. They cannot be of God because Jesus Christ is God. 
And here they are denying that he is God. They will not receive him as being the Messiah. They won't receive him as being the only wise God. They won't receive him as being the only wise God because there's only one, Jesus Christ, God Almighty, is the same person. God Almighty is in the flesh. Jesus Christ is God Almighty. He brought salvation with his own arm. Nobody had to help him get up out the grave. Nobody had to help him to die. Amen. He said, I got power enough to lay down my life, and I got power enough to pick it up again. I received this of my father. He said, I'm dying physically. I'm going to be separated from my body, and when I'm separated from my body, I'm going down to the bowels of hell and preach to those in prison. I'm going to stay down there three days and three nights, and on the third day, I'm going to get up with all power in the heaven and earth in my hand, and now he's already done it. It's been done 2,000 years ago, and this time, like I said, he's coming back not out the pinochle. He's not coming back to play hopscotch. He's coming back to judge the world, and he's going to judge the world in this manner. For those that deny that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. I say that again. Those that deny that Jesus Christ come in the flesh is not of God. You don't know God because you haven't confessed with your mouth that Jesus Christ is God and that he died. He died on Calvary's cross for you. And people rejecting the cross today like mad, like Carter got little liver pill. They're rejecting the, the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And when they deny that, they are anti-Christ. They are anti-God. Fourth verse, ye are a God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Whoa. Apostle John saying here, ye are of God, little children. He called them little children. And have overcome the world and overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When you become a child of God, when you become under the influence of the Holy Ghost, when you've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, when you have confessed with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, when you accept him by confessing to the world, confessing to whoever you meet, let the people know that you know Jesus Christ and you're not ashamed of him. Guess what? You are of God, little children. Because you are willing to accept the sacrifice as an atonement for your sins. And you repent of your sins. And you tell God, I am sorry for sinning against you. And I appreciate you, what you have done for me. What did did Christ do for me? What did he do for you? He died for me. I should have been on the cross. I should have been the one that's hanging. But I wouldn't be able to hang one minute. I wouldn't be able to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. I wouldn't be able to take all that brutality that he took. No, 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 no. Oh, look here. I don't care how much I love you. I wouldn't be able to down the cross for you. I wouldn't be able to down the cross for myself. I wouldn't be able to do nothing of myself. Because when you try to do things of yourself, it's going to fail. But what I couldn't do, God did it for me. 
and he couldn't do it until he become man. When he become man, he was manifested in the flesh, seen of angels, justified by the Spirit, received up in the glory, and gone back to heaven. And now we're living in 2023. We're living in the end time. We're living in the last days. We're living in the times that talk about times of Jacob trouble. We're living in the time just before what? Just before, you won't believe it, but it is true anyway, just before the rapture of the church. The, the next event that's going to happen that's going to shock the world. You talking about a shock. You talking about trivial things. You talking about something's going to happen. The next time Jesus Christ comes before he hits this earth, he's going to do something that's going to shake the world from top to bottom, from side to side. And that is he's going to remove the body of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the church, the church. His age is almost over, almost over. But before you can be caught up in the rapture, you must come to the acknowledgement that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died and rose again, and that he's coming back again to get a church, and that God was manifesting in the flesh, seen of angels and justified by the Spirit they are of the world, therefore speak of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God hears not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Seven first, beloved. Let us love one another. Beloved, listen to what it calls. Beloved, let us love one another. He's talking to he's talking to the believer, the born again believer. He said, "For love is of God, and anyone that loveth is born of God." If you love everybody, if your life been changed. If you love those that hate you and despitefully use you, if you love those of different colors and brands and, and cultures, if you love them, what? Guess what? Everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not, you don't love God. You can't love your brother. He that knoweth, he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested, the love of God towards us, because that he sent, now here we go, he sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Hereby is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the perpetuation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also to love one another. Now, here's here's, 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 here's some power. If you love God, if you love God, you are going to love back. You're not just going to love those that love you. You're going to love those that don't love you. You're not just going to love your own race. You're going to love all the races. Why? Because God is love. 
And if God is love and his Holy Spirit is walking in you, talking to you, and you have been redeemed, you are going to love everybody. You want to love people who you have never seen. You want to love people that don't love you. Because God loves you, ye are to love one another. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the situation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. You hear what I'm talking about? God dwelleth in us if you love one another. And his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. If you love, if you love, the world, like God loves the world, then the love of God dwelleth in you. You might not love what the people do. You not might not love what the people say, how they treat you, but you love them. You love them. Why? Because God is love. God is not hate. He hates sin. But God don't hate nobody. He hates sin. And if you don't come to him and repent of your sins and you go to hell, it's not that God hates you It's put you in hell. It's that, that God cannot tolerate sin. He cannot live in the presence of sin. And I know Jesus Christ came down here and walked among sinners and, and, and liars and adulterers and whoremongers, and he walked among them, talked to them, and, 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 and ministered into them. But there will no sin be in heaven. He came down here not to destroy the people because of their sin, but he came down here to destroy sin. The only way sin can be destroyed and eliminated in your life is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ knew that he had to shed his blood. He knew that. He knew he had to shed his blood. God do not have another way to redeem man other than his son, Jesus Christ. God don't have no other way. It is impossible for God to have another way to redeem man other than his son, Jesus Christ. You've got to have the blood because the soul is in the blood. When you see the blood in Exodus, he said, I'll pass over you. The soul is in the blood. Without the human being, every human being has to have a blood system. You cannot live without blood. 
And you cannot have the life of Christ without the shedding of his blood on Calvary's cross by faith, accepting him what he did for you. You can't have salvation until you accept the blood of Jesus Christ and that he is the son of God, God in the flesh. You cannot come to him unless you repent of your sins and believe that Christ is the son of God. 16th verse, and we have known and believed the love that God has towards us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness, uh uh-oh, boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Woo, read that again. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness. You know what I'm saying? Boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. Jesus Christ came into this world. He was the son of God. Woo, he was powerful. He wasn't afraid of nobody. Woo, he healed people. He healed people. He, He fed people. He did all that. And that same spirit, when we receive Christ, guess what? When the day of judgment comes, when the crack, when the sky crack open, and when the trumps of God sound, the Christian should have boldness in that day. I'm looking for him to come. I want him to come. I don't fear nobody on this planet, but there's one person I do fear. I fear the Lord God Almighty. I fear his name and reverence his name and honor his name and speak his name. Why? Because his name is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. And when the day of judgment comes, I'm going to have boldness in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The same way that Christ was, so am I in Christ through the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment, and he that feareth is not made perfect in love. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. If you fear in modern-day society, if you fear, if you're living in fear, if you're scared of every little thing, you're not made of perfect love. You may know Christ, but you're not made of perfect love. You have, your, your boldness haven't came out yet. Your, 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 uh, your, your growth has not come out yet. But if you have boldness in God, you don't fear nobody but God. You don't fear the earthquakes. You don't fear the, the uh, 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 thunder and lightning. You respect it and you honor it. You don't fear God is going to knock you side the head because you do something wrong. What he don't, what he, what, what, hey, he should have knocked me a long time ago across my head. But let me tell you, I love him. I fear him. I respect him. I honor him. And when the judgment of day coming, I'm going to have boldness in the sight of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he is my Savior. He is my bread. He is my water. He's my everything. I fear him with a reverent fear. 
There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. He that fears is not made a per- not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, if a man say, I love God. Now listen, I'm saying I love God. Okay. Now I'm going to reverse this. I say I love God and I hate you. This is what it says. If a man say I love God and hate his brother, he is a liar. He is a liar. He is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? If a man say he love God and hate his brother, he is what? A liar. And the Bible says you know that a liar does not have eternal life. A liar will not tarry in the eyesight of a holy God. A liar will be cast into the lake of fire. So if you say you love God and hate your brother, then you are a liar. You do not have eternal life. I can't like you. I can't say this about you and that about you because the Bible says we all have sin. I ain't no better than you. You ain't no better than me. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. A lot of people don't like to say that. Uh, sinner saved by grace. God saved my soul. He saved my soul. My old flesh is still got that sin for nature. But let me tell you, the Holy Spirit will keep me under subjection by his love and by his mercy. And guess what? If I do get out of hand, God knows how to whoop me because he chastised his children, those that he loveth. And whom he loveth, he chastened them. If a man say, I love God, oh, I just love the Lord with all my heart. Oh, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. And guess what? And hated his brother. There you go again. You're still a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. This is the love story, the love of God. The greatest verse in the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall never perish. My friends, we are living in a day now where the love of many shall wax cold. We're living in a day now where we're closing, getting ready to close the church age. The church age is getting ready to close. The last church age of the church ages of the church ages is Laodicea. Let's see what Laodicea condition was Laodicea in the book of Revelation as we go right, right on in and start talking about this wonderful love of God, this love of God, love the liar. Don't love what he do. Love the drunkard. Love the whoremonger. Love the uh, 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 homosexual. Love the lesbian. Don't love what he do. Can't stand what he doing. God can't stand sin. He hates sin. With a passion, he hates sin. What do he want to do about sin? He wants to take that sin out of you. How can he do it? He did it on Calvary's cross. When he died, he took what? 
He took your place on the cross and paid for your sin. Now, if he paid for your sin, what's your excuse for not accepting him as your Lord and Savior? So when you get ready to die, you will not die and go to hell because all the people that ever died that's going to go to hell, you know what sin is going to keep them out of heaven? You know what sin is going to keep them out of heaven? Let me tell you what sin is going to keep them out of heaven. Rejection. If you reject, if you ignore, if you spit at the cross, kick the cross, deny the cross, hate the cross, don't want nothing to do with the cross, but you got crosses around your neck, it ain't the cross that died. It's the one that hung on Calvary cross that died. And the one that hung on the cross and died, and the only one that come up from the grave by itself, and the one that ascended into heaven, who is Jesus Christ? At that name, every, every, every knee, every crooked knee, every black knee, every white knee, every Japanese knee, every Russian knee, oh, every black person, every white person, every Chinese, every Jew, it's going to bow at the name of Jesus one day. And every tongue, every crooked tongue, every dirty tongue, every short tongue, every lying tongue is going to confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord God Almighty. That's what they're going to do. They don't want to confess it now. At the end of the time, they're going to confess it. Let's see what Laodicea says about this last church age that we're living in. And now since the coronavirus has dropped off, People still trying to make excuses why they can't go to church, but there ain't no coronavirus now, and folks don't stop going to church because of coronavirus. And don't get me wrong, going to church ain't going to save you. I'll tell you that now. It's not going to save you. Going to church every Sunday ain't going to save you. I, I love going to church, but I know all my going to church ain't going to save me. It's Jesus Christ that'll save my soul. And when he saved my soul, he saved it forever. Amen. I can't lose my salvation. I can't run away from my salvation. I can't turn my back on God. There ain't no way. Ain't no way. There ain't no way uh, uh, across hell and underneath hell you could turn your back on God. A lot of people say, well, I got saved and I turned my back on God. Most likely you wasn't saved because God will not permit nobody to receive his son, Jesus Christ. And you turn your back on it and don't get a whooping before you leave this planet. And that is, God will chastise you. He will whoop your behind if you backslide on him and go the opposite way. He will whoop your behind because he's married to a backslider. So salvation is secure. Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ will give you all your sin. There's one sin that... That, that's going to put people in the hell, blaspheme the Holy Ghost, and the sin of rejection of the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ. You hear what I'm saying? Listen to what it says in the book of Revelation, going back to the third chapter at Laodicea. My friends, we're living in what? What church age are we living in? We're living in Laodicea, the Laodicea church age. The Laodicea Church Age is found in the book of Revelation, in the book of Revelation, the third chapter. This is the lukewarm church. This is the human church. This is the church where you can do anything you want to and don't have no idea what it is to be converted, no idea what it is to be redeemed, no idea of what it is, what Christ did on Calvary's cross. You take, you, you take the cross as a push-off. 
because the Lord God Almighty wrote to Apostle Paul and said, preaching of the cross for those that perish, for those that's going to hell, the cross of them is foolishness, foolish. But to those that are saved, it is the power of God unto salvation. If you say you've been saved and you never said you've never been saved, you don't know when you got saved, you don't know what happened to you when you got saved, something is wrong. The Bible says you know you're passed from death to life because you what? You love the brethren. This church here is found in the book of what? Revelation. And here is the church. The church age. Third chapter, Revelation. Thirteenth verse. And he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says into the churches and into the angels of the church of Laodicea. Write these things, said the Amen, the faithful and true witness the beginning of the creation of God. I know by works that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, stale lukewarm so-called Christians. Listen to what it said. Lukewarm coffee. Ugh. Lukewarm tea. Yuck. Lukewarm milk, yuck. He said, because thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spook thee out of my mouth. This is Christ talking. And he loves his church. But he's talking about hypocrites in this church. This church is full of hypocrites. They are saying that they're Christians and they're lukewarm. And if you look warm, you have and have. And have and have don't work with God. Either you know him or you don't know him. Jesus said in this same verse, I'd rather you be hot or cold. Now, if you say you, if you know you ain't saved, you, you know you ain't been redeemed, you know you ain't, but you're trying to play it off, he said, go ahead and do it. Just, just say you're a sinner. Just say you, I don't know him. And if you're hot, then you ought to say, I'm a child of God. I think like a child of God. I love like a child of God. I'm consistent like a child of God. I'm looking for Jesus Christ to come back like a child of God. I'm hoping and looking. I'm hoping and looking, and I'm willing to what? Tell somebody about this God that I know and witness to them and let them know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. 16 verse 0 says, Then, because thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou said, I am rich. This is a rich church. This is a big church. This is world church. These are, these, these, the richest church in the world is the Roman Catholic. They got money on top of money. They got money hanging out their ears. They got money. They get money in any way they can. They, they don't care. But yet still, they're claiming Christ. The Roman Catholic Church took leagues with Adolf Hitler, Mussolini. They prayed for these men to do what they're doing, saying it's the will of God. 
The Roman Catholic Church has had more corruption in it. It's been the most vicious church that persecuted the, the churches, the, the Christian church. He said, because I said, I am rich and increasing goods and have need of nothing I know it, not that thou art what? Listen, listen to this. You're wretched. You're miserable and poor in spirit. You're blind as a bat and you're naked. You're wretched. You're twisted. You're miserable in your testimony. You're miserable in your attendance to church. You're miserable in your Bible reading. You're miserable in everything. And you're poor. You're poor in spirit. You don't have no joy. You don't have no peace. You don't have no love. You're just in there, and you're trying to play like you're a child of God, and you actually, you're a child of the devil. You're playing the devil's role, and the devil cannot be saved. The devil cannot be redeemed. The devil don't know what the love of God is like because he lost it. He used to know it, but he lost it. He was cast out of heaven. He was dethroned. He is cast out forever, never to return again. He is called, he calls the fires of hell to be set on fire because hell was made for the devil and his angels, not for mankind. Mankind says, well, I'd rather go to hell than serve God. I'd rather do this than serve God. I'd rather lie, cheat, steal, backbite instead of loving God. I'd rather sing the blues and sing the, sing, sing, sing the dirty rap songs than serve amazing grace, how sweet the sound, to save a rest like You don't want to sing that. Don't know nothing about it. But the only way you can know something about it, you've got to know the man that came from Galilee. You're miserable. You're poor. You're blind as a bat. You can't see nothing. People are blind in the churches today like nothing. They can't see the return of Jesus Christ. They can't even see the cross. They're not honoring the cross no more hardly in churches. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men into me. You're lifting up everything but Jesus. Lifting up yourself. You're lifting up the preacher. You're lifting up the deacon. You're lifting up the choir members. You're lifting up everything but Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ said, no man, no man can get to the Father lest it come by me. And you're naked. You're stark naked. Your soul is naked. You have not been covered with the blood of Jesus Christ. You're covered with lying and cheating and backbiting and unbelief. You're, you, you're naked walking walking in the eyesight of God. Can I say this? Naked. I might not get to see your nakedness, but Jesus Christ can see your nakedness, and he knows you're naked, and you know you're naked. You know you ain't right, don't want to do right, don't want to talk right, you want to have your own way, and then you come up here talking about you love Jesus and you hate me. You talking about me, you low-cutting me. You don't know no Jesus. You know yourself more than you know Jesus. I counsel thee to buy of me gold, tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiments, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eyes sad that they may see. In other words, anoint your spiritual eyes with the anointing of God's spirit so that you can see exactly where you at. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. 
Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh, I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I have overcame and sat down with my father in his throne. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says into the churches. That's the last church. The last church is the hypocritical church, unregenerated people claiming to know Jesus Christ. And although there's a lot of them is unregenerated, there's a few in there that say, and the Lord said, I'm going to chastise you, I'm going to rebuke you, and I want you all to repent. And then later on in the book of Revelation, he tells them in the 17th chapter of this great whore that's sitting up on a scarlet beast, come out from among them and be ye separated, says the Lord of hosts. This year church will lead into the world church. You understand what I'm saying? The world church is where the Pope today is planning to join all religions under one umbrella, the Catholic Church. Bring all religions. You hear what I said? All religions. I don't know how many different kinds of religions in the world, but there's a whole lot of them that do not testify and glorify the burial, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is third and second in their life. Jesus Christ should be your number one priority. Christ is the answer. Not drugs, not sex, not backbiting, not cussing, not gambling. That's not your priority. Your first priority should be Jesus Christ and him only. So this world church that's getting ready to be formed, which is already forming now, and it cannot come to a complete form until after the rapture. The rapture. The rapture. Amen. Amen. The rapture has to come before the world church can form to its peak. But the Roman Catholic Church now, through the Pope, through the Jesuits, through all these here different kinds of denominations and, and, and doctors that they have, unregenerated people who don't know Christ, call themselves Christians, but don't know nothing about Jesus Christ, Ooh. never felt never felt his power, never felt his love, never felt his forgiveness, and yet still they want to jump up in the church and talk about, I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm going to run on. Where are you running? You ain't running to the cross. If you're running to the cross, God, guess what? You're going to get sanctified. You're going to get justified. You're going to get your heart right with God because the cross is the only thing where you can get your heart right with God. And if you don't get it right with God, when the rapture of the church occurs, listen to me what I'm saying. This is this is devastating. If you miss the rapture, then you will most likely, if you don't know the word of God, or if you don't hear the uh, uh, the preaching of the Jews, 
which will be in the tribulation period, if you don't listen to them and tell and, and, and understand what they're preaching, they're preaching Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. They're preaching that he's coming back to set up what? What? Set up the millennial kingdom. And the millennial kingdom is where Christ comes back to the earth after the seven-year tribulation. When he comes back to the earth, he will come back with what? He's coming back with the church. He's coming back with people, not a building. He's not coming back with pews. He's not coming back with a pulpit. He's coming back with the people. The people what? The body of Christ. Who's the body of Christ? Those that have been born again, you belong. You didn't you didn't join up and link up or put your name on the roll and say, I'm a member of this church. That's good. You can say you're a member of the church, but you ain't a real member until you've been born again. And then and when you become a real member, your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. And when it's written in the Lamb Book of Life, it's there forever. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. You can't put me out. You can't, ooh, you can't shout me out. You can't run me out. Why? Because I've been born again. And that's what the church is forgetting. You must be born again for, before you can ever enter the kingdom of God. Thank God for my Amen. brother just came in. Hallelujah. Praise your name, brother. I'm going to give it over to you in a minute, but I want to hit this year's church, uh, Laocidia Church. I'm talking about this year's church now where you got a whole lot of people in these, these churches up here. It don't have to only be in the Roman Catholic. It's in all Baptist, Presbyterian, Scientology, Jehovah Witness, all these folks claiming they know Jesus Christ. We got we got gays talking about they know Jesus Christ. We got punks talking about they know Jesus Christ. We got liars, gamblers talking about they don't know no Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ didn't live like that, didn't talk like that. He don't run around from house to house telling on folks, backbiting. So what happened? When the rapture comes, how far is the rapture? Right on us. We're looking at it. We're looking at it. We see it every day. Every day the rapture is getting ready to occur. It only can occur in a certain month. I don't know what day or what hours, but I know there's a month that's coming up pretty soon called September. It's called the Feast of the Trumpet Month, where the trumpet will blow. And the trumps are going to blow. Oh, yes, it's going to blow. Come on, it's going to blow until it busts the graves open. It's going to blow until those that remain alive going to be caught to meet the Lord in the air, and we're going to be with the Lord forever. Oh, yeah, it's going to blow, brother. Oh, yeah. Louis Armstrong blew the trumpet, but this here trumpet that I'm talking about is the Lord's trumpet. And when the Lord blows the trumpet, whoo, something got to move. And the church seems like they don't want to move now. They're dragging their feet to service anymore. The preacher give a little 20-minute sermon. They're not talking about the cross. They're not talking about eschatology. They're not talking about the mark of the beast. They're not talking about the 144,000. They're not talking about the Moses and Elijah. They're not talking about the rebuilding of the temple. They ain't talking about that. And they, Come on, it's already in motion. Everything is happening. They're not talking about the world war that's getting ready to come up. They're not talking about the rings of fire. They're not talking about the armies that's surrounding Jerusalem now trying to get rid of the Jewish people. They're not talking about the dry bones that's already together. And they put their look. The dry bones are walking around now. They tell me the Jews are waiting for their Messiah. They're looking for the Messiah. They're not talking about the Antichrist. Why? Because the devil said if you if you don't talk about it. People won't, won't be afraid. People won't, 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 won't think about it. And when the rapture of the church occurs, they won't know what to do if they're left here. 
and it's my job. It's brother Tim, Tim, Tim. It's brother Tim's job to tell the folks about the crucifixion. It's my job and his job to tell you about the rapture and tell you about the mark of the beast and tell you about the the the, the, the demons that's going to be set loose after a while. They're drying up the Euphrates River. Talk about that. Come on, church folks. Y'all singing Amen. and shouting. Don't know where you're at. You're going to banquets and you're having fish fries and having motivation speeches and you're running across the pulpit shouting and carrying But you, Don't you know how close we are? We're right at the on, doorstep. Doctor. That's it. We're right at the doorstep. I ain't playing with you. I ain't playing with. I ain't playing with Tim Jackson. Amen. I'll tell him just like it is, and he'll tell me just like it is. It's time for the preacher Amen. to wake up, call out, blow the trumpet in Zion. It's time to tell folks Christ is getting ready to remove his body, and Amen. his body is the only ones that belong to his body is the only one that have been washed in the blood of the lamb. Because Amen. the great oar is getting ready to ride. He's getting ready to ride, brother. She's getting ready to ride. Come She's on, all doctor. dressing up now. She's dressing up. She got that golden she put that golden cup in her hand and it looks good, but on the inside of that golden cup, the Bible says it's full of filthiness, rotten to the mm. bone. Sure it's full of homosexuality. It's full of lying and cheating and backbiting. It's full of gambling. It's full of rat race preachers going around see how many women they can get. It's all kinds of choir mm. members diddly dating around. It's people talking about, I'm going to heaven, I'm going to heaven. No, you're not. The Bible says you can't go until you meet Jesus at the cross. Brother... Tim Jackson, go ahead and run with it. Pick it up. Amen, brother. Amen. It's a blessing to be in the house. Yes, it is. Hey, amen. Listen up. Amen. As my brother said that the Lord is getting ready to return. Amen. I tell you right now, brother, I don't see how people can look past this time that we're in as if Christ is not coming back. It's so much evil. Come on, Just man. Just my Tell city. It. Amen. Just in our city, an 18 year old girl just lost her life. Amen. And, and amen. And she was a relative of my brother in law. And I was just thinking, 18 years old, lost 18. her life. 18. And this is not happening just here. It's all over the world. All over. They are Come on, killing preacher. women like crazy. Killing women. Come on. Killing children. And God is not going to tolerate too much more of this sin. It's just constantly getting worse and worse and worse. And worse. Amen. Come on, man. And, and, and as my brother was talking about, he was just talking about the rapture. Don't you know what's going to happen when the rapture that the dead in Christ is going to rise? And like he said, those that have confessed with their mouth and believe in the heart, those that have not rejected Christ, is going to be risen from the dead. I want to share a scripture from you. Go ahead, I mean, bro, with walk you. with it. Go ahead. Amen. I, I want to share it this past week, but I just kept forgetting to share it. I thought about it after the show, and I thought about it again. And I said, I'm going to make sure tonight that I share this scripture with you. It's coming from Matthews. Amen. Amen. Amen Matthew, Come on. The 27th chapter, and we're going to start at verse 50. Amen. All right. 
Amen. Verse 50 is where we're going to start. Matthews, the 27th chapter, verse 50. It says, Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. Amen? Amen. That means that his spirit left his body. Amen? That's what it meant. His spirit left his body. And it says in verse 51, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent. In, point. in other words, it was torn into the temple was torn in half from the top to the bottom, Come and on, the preacher. earth did quake, and the rocks rent. Amen. Yeah. Now, what I'm trying to, to share with you is that because he is the firstborn, the first fruit from the dead that was risen. Amen. Come I'm on, talking preacher. about that died. And was risen. Now, understand the difference between Lazarus being risen from the dead and Christ being risen from the dead. Come on, preacher. Lazarus went back to the grave. Amen? He went yeah, back he to the grave later on. Amen? Yes, but sir. Christ didn't. When they Come ran on. to the tomb, amen, when they ran to the Come tomb, on, amen, they, he was not there. His body was not yeah. found. He was gone. Amen. He was gone. He was he was risen forever. Amen. Never to what? Die again. Ooh, Amen. Hallelujah. Never to die again. Hallelujah. Amen, brother. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> and I'm sharing this, this this verse with you because I want you to understand that when Christ come back to get the church, don't you know that the that that, that they gonna shoot out those graves? Now watch yes, what it sir. says in verse fifty two. It says, And the graves were open. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose. Amen. Come on, man. Amen. Now, now, amen. Amen. Now, understand that Christ is the only one that was risen and stayed because he is the first fruit. In other words, amen, these bodies had to go eventually back to the grave. Amen. I'm sure that God had them to do some type of work. Amen. But but what's going to happen is when the dead in Christ rise next time, they're going to be glorified bodies. Amen. Like Paul said, Come on, they're going to be glorified. And when they be glorified, that means they will never, ever die again. They will never, ever go back to the grave again. Amen. Don't you see what it says in the graves were opened up? That's what's going to happen. See, a lot of times people think that we just be talking, brother. We just be making up stuff. You know, when yeah, I tell yeah, people, yeah. they look at me all crazy until I show them scripture. <laughs> then when I Come show on. them scripture, they ain't got nothing to say. Amen. I tell like I'm gonna tell like I told the youth when I talked this past Thursday night. Amen. If I tell you something in the Bible, if I tell you something, Amen. I'm gonna show it to you in the Word of God. Amen. That's right. Amen. I don't make up nothing. Amen. Me and me, me and the elders don't make up anything. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna show you in the Word of God. Where I got it from. Amen. Come on. Amen. So it says that, verse 52 says, and the graves were open. Don't you know that they shut the graves? When my, when my loved ones passed away, yes, and before, before the church, when the church service was over, they had to close my father's casket. Amen. Yes, his, his, had to close his casket. When they closed up the casket with his body in it, had to, yes. we had to ride out to the graveyard, to the gravesite. 
And and you know the the, the preacher says his last word. They say a prayer. Yes, sir. And then yes, they sir. say ashes to ashes. Yes, dust yes, to dust. dust. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So from from dust you came, so dust you you shall return. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. They lower that casket in the ground. Yes, Amen. they did. And then after we leave the grave site, the grave digger. Or, or the grave dude, whoever the gravekeeper is, he gonna come sometime that day after we are gone. He gonna put dust on my father's grave. My love, my mom, my grandma, they yeah. my love. Yeah, one. yeah. And it happens yeah. to everybody, loved one. They cover that grave up. Amen. Hear me good. Yes, sir. And when they cover that grave up, amen. That grave is closed. That's it. Whoa. You can go out to that graveyard. You can shout out to your loved ones. You can holler. You can cry. They cannot and will not hear you. Come on, preacher. Paul said, behold, I show you a mystery. Mystery. A secret. Amen. I show you a secret. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all all right. Amen. Amen. And when the the trumpets, them graves are going to open up. They're going to bust up because them souls, he said, in a moment, and the twinkling of an eye. He's gonna go up to, to Amen. He's gonna go and meet the Lord in the air, like Paul said. We'll be caught up, caught up, and ever. Paul said, ever be ever. with the Lord. And in other words, in other words, what, what he said is, you won't ever die again. Again, Amen. You'll never yes, die again. Amen. Because what did Christ say? What did he tell John over in Revelation one? He says, I got the keys, keys. to death oh. and hell. And hell. In other words, death can no longer hold you. And like David said, I will suffer my soul not to be in hell. Amen. In yes, other sir. words, paradise at one point in time was right next to Hades. Amen. It was right next to hell. Mm-hmm. It was a gun that separated them. Amen. But victory, now, victory. amen, that Christ got the victory. He led what? Captivity captive. captive. Amen. Amen. We go to heaven when we die. Amen. Amen. On, I'm going to read to you. I'm going to read to you uh, what it said. Now, watch this. This is a very important verse here in verse 52. I need you to understand what the writer in Matthew, the 27th chapter, verse 52 said. He said, and the graves were open. Don't you know that only, like my brother said, only certain people don't get to get about those graves. Lord, Come on, preacher. Amen. You got to be chosen. You got to be born again. The brother said, you will not, shall not see the rapture, enter into the kingdom of heaven unless you've been born again. Amen. 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 We all know that Nicodemus went to Christ and said, how can a man be born a second time of his mother's womb? Amen. Amen. All right. Christ was talking about spiritually born again. Amen. So he wasn't talking about of the flesh, but he's talking about of the spirit. Now watch what verse 52 says. It says, and many bodies of the saints which slept. Amen. Know that the scripture says slept. When we <laughs> die as the saints and we die in Christ, we are resting. We are sleeping. We sleeping. Amen. Are not dead. My dad and them is not dead. They are just <laughs> they are sleeping in their grave. You better know it, baby. They are sleeping in their grave because the dead in Christ shall rise. Amen. 
They shall arise. Amen. Now, notice what it says. It says, the bodies of the saints which slept arose. You got to be born again. You got to be a child of God. That is the only way that you're going to see the rapture. Come on. The only way that Come when on. Christ shouts your name out, he's going to call out to the grave. He shouts your name. Those trumpets are going to blow, and you're going to hear it. And you're going to get about those graves, and you're going to shoot to heaven. Lord, have mercy. Paul said in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, what Paul said. Amen. That's what he said, brother. Watch what 50, verse 53 said. And came out of the graves after <laughs> what? His resurrection. And yeah. went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Now Come when on. the centurion and they that were with him, Watching Jesus saw the earthquake, and those things that were done, they first greatly said, truly this was the Son of God. And many women were there beholding afar off, which followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering unto him, among which was Mary Magdalene, and Mary, the mother of James and, and Joseph, the mother of Zebedee, Zebedee's children. Amen. So, so, so let, let, let me smooth it out. Amen. These things, ahead, now, now my mindset, amen, through the Holy Spirit, my mindset is that these that were resurrected and got about the grave, I don't believe they went back to the grave like Lazarus. Amen. No, 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 they Amen. They went to heaven. Amen. With the yes, paradise. They did. Amen. Yes, they did. Amen. Amen. Let me smooth it out for you. Amen. They went to paradise. Now, Lazarus, at the time, because Christ had not been resurrected, amen, he had not died. Amen, amen, on, and been right. resurrected by God, amen. So that's why Lazarus went back, amen, to the grave, amen. But these things, <laughs> you got it, boy. come on, man. these things, amen, they went to heaven, amen. I got some more amen. for you. I want to share something else with you, amen. Go ahead, Watch go this. ahead, man. Amen. Go over to with me to Revelation, the fourth chapter. Amen. My brother's trying to keep on the rapture tonight. Revelation, go ahead, go ahead. the fourth chapter. And this one has been dealing with me. Amen. And the Spirit has been dealing with me. Amen. Now watch, watch me uh, read this. Amen. Amen. This is what go it ahead. is. Verse 1 says, After this, I After look. this. This is a... Uh, this is uh, John. Now, yeah. I want you to understand when he says after this, what is he talking about? After the church age is what he's talking about. Uh-oh. Amen, brother. Amen, I brother. and behold, a door was open in yeah. heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were a trumpet talking with me. Now, you remember when, the, when, when uh, Paul mentioned the trumpet? Amen. What did he say when he mentioned the trumpet? Amen. The dead in Christ shall rise, and we that are alive and remain shall be caught up at the last trump. Amen. 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 Come on. And he said, what it said, come up hither. Amen. As you see, that's Ooh. the church being raptured to heaven. And I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Amen. Uh-huh. And then he says, and, he says and, and immediately I was in the spirit. Amen. Yes, there you go. Immediately, don't that sound familiar to what Paul said? Yeah, in a moment, yeah. in a twinkling of an eye, faster than you could blink and faster than you could think. Amen. Ooh. We're going to be in heaven. In the spirit. Amen. I was in the spirit. And yeah. behold, a throne was set in heaven. 
and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. He had actually saw the glory of God. Amen. That's what he saw. He saw the glory of God, what John said. He He said he had a rainbow around, around his throat. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. Look at that. Getting rid of the seats seated. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. Amen. So we go to the church and gonna earn those crowns, amen. So don't you know that 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 you're gonna at least get one or two crowns? Just for Come being saved. Amen. <laughs> Come on, preacher. Just for being saved, you're going to get a crown. Amen. Yeah. You remember those cartoons that we used to watch on Saturday morning, and they showed the people with the, hat, with the halo over their head? That was yeah, a representation yeah. of a crown. Amen. You're going to have a crown of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the Lord, seven Lord, Lord. spirits of God. Look at that. The Holy Spirit is always before God. Amen. Amen. We yeah. know about those seven spirits. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Now watch this. And, and verse 6 says, And before the throne there was a sea of glass, like yeah. unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne, and round about the throne, were four yeah. Full of eyes before and behind. Look at These them. angels Look have at them. eyes everywhere. They can see <laughs> everything. Amen. You think about Come it, on, we got man. two eyes. Amen. I wear glasses, but I still think I can see pretty good with my glasses on. Mm-hmm. Amen. We can we can see things coming and going. We got peripheral view. But this but the Bible says, watch what it says about these beasts. These beasts are angels full of eyes before. That means they had eyes in the front of them. And behind, that means all over them. They got all eyes over. everywhere. And trust me, they can, and trust me, man, you got eyes like that everywhere, before and behind, you ain't Come missing on. nothing. Ain't Come nothing on, by you. These, these, these beasts, God, God's throne. Amen. Ain't nothing going to get by them. Amen. Nothing, seven, amen. Amen. Watch this. It says, amen. It says, the first beast was like a lion. And the second beast. Like a calf, and the third beast had a face like a as a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. Come on, amen. The fourth beast had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes with them, and they rest not day and night, saying, "Holy, holy, holy, Lord Yahweh God Almighty," which was. And is and is to come. Lord have mercy. I can't wait for him to come. Can't wait for him to come, brother, so we can be with him for all eternity. Come on, preacher. Watch what verse nine says. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, watch what watch what watch what the Bible says. Watch what it says. I'm gonna go back and read verse nine again. I'm going to read verse 8 and 9 again. These are my two favorite verses. Amen. All verse right. 8 said, And the four beasts had each of them six wings about them, 
And they now, now you you know how people like to draw the angels. See, angels don't look how how people think they look. They're two wings and like uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No sir. But man, let me tell you, Ezekiel did a good job describing yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, he did. Hey, yes, he did. He did. And he said that it had a fire like lightning fire. going up and down. Come on, up and down. These angels, don't you mistake it. These beautiful, these angels are beautiful. Awesome, buddy. Hey, man. They are beautiful. They have the glory of God on them. They have the glow of God on them. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Fix it, brother. Amen. Amen. All glory be to the most high. It says, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest. Watch this. Not day and night. Let me say that again. And they <laughs> rest. Not day. In other words, they don't never stop. Never Since stop. they were created, this is what they say. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is. And is to come. You talking about some what real you true praise and worship? You talking about some real true praise and worship? Amen. Don't I'm talking about worship, they, don't they don't stop. That means twenty four seven around the clock. And if it was on our yeah. time, it'd be twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, just praising God. Oh, we think we're doing something down here. We can't touch the glory of God. These no, angels we can't. praise can't God. They, amen, we can't touch them. But we think we're doing something down here. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. You talking about real presence, really serving God? That's Come serving on. God. Amen. Amen. Now watch what verse 9 says. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever. That's my God. Brother, that's, that's your God. That's our God, brother. Amen. Verse Amen. 10 says, The four and twenty elders fall down before him that Come sit on. on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O yeah. Lord, to receive glory and yeah. honor. Yeah. And power. Yeah. For thou hast created all things Come for on. thy pleasure. They are and were created. Lord have mercy. Have Man, mercy. I can't I can't I can't even begin to tell you how good it feels to be a child of God. How good it feels to be a saint to know that one day he's gonna call me home. And I'm gonna be with one day, doctor. One, one day, day. Doctor. And we're going to be with him for all eternity, praising him, saying, holy, holy, holy. Is holy, he, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. Lord he Almighty. Word. And he is. And he is to come. Ain't that what Christ said in Revelation 1? That's what he said. He said, that way he said, I am Alpha and Omega, the no beginning Omega. and the end. Woo, Lord, have mercy. That's what he said. <laughs> Go ahead, doctor. Oh, man, you a bad boy. You a bad boy. You brought oh, us. I stirred you up. I stirred you up, man. <laughs> you used to be a doctor. All glory be to God. All glory be to God. All glory to God. We don't need no collection. We don't need no choir. We don't oh, need nobody doctor. trying to pat us on the back. We don't, we don't need that. What we need to tell you what's getting ready to happen on this planet. Amen. The brother don't told you about uh, the fourth chapter. Uh, of uh, of uh, uh, Revelation that gives you a picture of the judgment seat of Christ. That's where we are headed. 
Amen. I ain't got no ticket. I got the redeemed blood of Jesus Christ running through my veins. That's why I know when that trumpet blows, right. brother, it's going, it's going to blow. You better look out. You talking about right. faster than the speeding bullet? Amen. More powerful than a locomotive? Whoa. I'm out of here. Amen. That's I right. want somebody to go with me. I want to take somebody with me. I want to tell somebody how good this Christ I'm talking about. Amen. He's the Savior of my soul. He done brought me across the water, through the mountain. Man, he done right. down in the valley. I'm still moving. I'm still grooving. I'm looking for his return, and his to- return is soon to come. Now, what, before, 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 that, uh, before that rapture occur, Israel is getting set up now. Uh, they're setting up their temple. They're getting their temple material together. They're getting um, uh, the Ark of the Covenant. They're getting the menorah. That's the candlestick, big candlestick they have. They're getting the priests ready. They're getting the epod ready. They're getting all the temple uh, utensils together because when they, when, when uh, this antichrist has come, when he comes, he's already here on the earth. I want to let you know that the antichrist is here on earth right now, now right. today, 2023. Uh, the book of Daniel gives me exactly what country he's coming from and how long he would reign. He would reign seven years. First three and one half years would be kind of like a semi-peace, but the last three and one half years, the brother talked about it, Jacob's trouble. There's going to be a time, Amen. a trouble time for Israel. Israel is going to have to go through another Holocaust because the, uh, the, the Gentile nations are trying to get rid of the Jewish people. They're trying to get rid of the Christians. They're trying to get rid of anything that pertains to the holiness of God Almighty. The devil can't stand it. He cannot stand the holiness of God. Woo! And God can't stand the evilness and the rebellion against Satan. He hates him That's with right. passion. He got something for the devil that the devil regrets that he had to go. The devil's going to the lake of fire pretty soon. The lake of fire. Right. That's what I'm saying. I ain't talking about the human race yet. I'm talking about the devil is headed for the lake of fire. The Gehenna, a Gehenna, a place where the worm never dies, a place where the heat don't go down, a place where you never can have a glass of Kool-Aid or lemonade, a place where you can't just lay around and lounge around and go to your parties, a place where you 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 can't relax nowhere in hell. There's no place to relax, and the devil knows that hell is going to be hot for him and all his cohorts. You want to know why the world is in a mess now? Number one is because man, because man don't want to trust God. Man don't want to love God. Man don't want to hear God's word. Man want to throw God in the garbage dump. But man got something coming. Man got something coming, not because God wanted to destroy him, but because they're so rebellious and, and trying to, trying to bury God so that he can't get up again. But see, because he ain't dying no more. You got, Jesus Christ is not going to die no more. Next time he come down here, he ain't come down here to play peace. not going to go on the beach and drink some Corona beer or uh, Bud Light. He's coming to judge the world because the world is due for judgment. And the judgment that I'm talking about is not the town hall. The judgment I'm talking about is not some courtroom. This is the eternal courtroom. This is where the church is headed. That's why I'm, I'm headed for judgment. I got my bags packed. 
I'm looking forward to see Jesus Christ pretty soon. I'm hoping to see him one time uh, uh, soon. I'm looking for him because, number one, he said he's coming back to get me. Not only me, but every born-again believer, every believer that God has saved since the beginning of the church age and before the church age that came into the kingdom, he's coming to get us and deliver us from the wrath of God. So what happened? The Antichrist, the Antichrist, the 11th horn, the horn that had eyes and a mouth that spoke great things against the most high, the horn that was the 11th country that came into power. And that 11th country come out of the European common market named NATO. NATO means North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And that country is Spain, Spain, and out of Spain, out of Madrid, Spain, comes a man called King Felipe. His father was named Juan Carlos. His father, his father was the successor of General Lissimo Franco. And General Lissimo Franco was a dictator. And he, since he was a dictator, he chose Juan Carlos. And Carlos got married in 1962. In 1962, when he got married to Sofia out of Greece, he had a child, and that boy's name was King Felipe. And his father trained him to become the king of Spain. And since he became the king of Spain, he came the king of Spain in 2014. And he has been the king since then. And now they're preparing. They're preparing. He's at the door. He's got the door open. Only reason. He cannot come. The glorious church. The wonderful church, the church that had the power to preach the unadulterated word of God, the church that's been across the handles of time, of 2,000 years of church history. The church is the only divine institution that has a future. I want to tell you tonight, I got a future. I got a future more than Madam Walker could say. I got a future more than all the witches and horlocks and all these men are trying to predict the future. I got a future more than Nostradamus or any old occult system that you have. I got a future not only not only with my mama, my daddy, and my sister. I got a future with the creator and maker of all mankind. I got a future with the one that died on Calvary's cross with me and by suffering on the cross. He gave me power to be become one of his sons. And not only, I got many sons. I got many sisters. I don't never, I might not never see them here on earth. But one day when the church is getting ready to leave, I'm going to meet millions and millions and millions of people that I never met, but they are still my brothers and sisters. The reason they're my brothers and sisters is the power, the power, the power in the blood of Jesus Christ. It's by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm going to live with him forever. I'm going to see him face to face. I'm going to walk the streets of gold. I'm going to see a place where I'm going to get a mansion. I'm going to get a crown. I'm working for it. I'm looking for it. And I told brother, 
Brother Tim Jackson, we got to press on to the high calling. We got to preach this word in season and out of season. We got to preach it when we don't want to preach it. We got to preach it when we feel like preaching. Why? Because time is short and the day is far spent. After a while, there's a war going to break out Amen. in the Middle East. And this Middle East is called the Ring of Fire. And now it's already on the ground forces. They're already bombing Gaza and they're trying to get rid of, of God's chosen people. But let me tell you, you can't mess with God. God's people because they come too far and they've been on it too long because Ezekiel said, I saw the valley of the dry bones and these dry bones now are not dry no more. They're looking for the Messiah, but they're looking for the wrong one and the wrong one is coming and they're going to have to build a temple and this Antichrist is going to make a covenant with them. Watch what I tell you. Watch what the word of God tells me to tell you. Look at your TV and watch what's going over in the Middle East. Keep your eyes on Jesus now. Because Jesus said, I cannot come. I cannot come back until my people are in the land. And when they come in their land, you best better leave. I'm getting ready to come. Because a remnant of Israel is going to be saved. It ain't over yet. The church age might be over. But Israel is not over because Israel got a job to do. And that job is to be fulfilled that God promised them 490 years, I'm going to deal with you. And he only dealt with the Jews for 483 years. And Daniel said there's another week missing. And that week is seven years of tribulation period. And that tribulation period, the church will not. And I challenge any philosopher, I challenge any Doctor of degree of divinity, I challenge any preacher. There ain't no way on this green earth that the church will go through the tribulation. And i tell you why. Because the church and Israel will not be on the earth at the same time for the Israel to preach the gospel of the kingdom. Because the church has already had 2,000 years to preach the gospel of grace. And guess what? Look at the world. Look, 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 look what the world is doing. They're spitting at it. They're talking about the church. They're under the church. They think the church is some kind of entertainment center. But the church is not an entertainment center. Yeah, the church is sure a saving station. It is a place where you come to hear the word of God and to be taught the word of God, and to get an understanding of the purpose of why you're here on this earth. But when the church leaves, then Israel will step on the stage of time. And since the church will not be here, God said, I've got 144,000 men that will preach doing the first three and one half years of the tribulation. I got 144,000 men filled with the Holy Ghost. They're not out there partying. They're not out there shim-shamming. They're out there preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And the Jews will say that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. And when he comes back and steps his feet on the top of the Mount of Olives, he's coming back to set up. Oh, good God Almighty. Listen to this. Set up the millennial kingdom. And guess who he's coming back with? He's coming back with the church. After right, seven years, we're going to be in heaven for seven years. The church is. The body of Christ. The redeemed ones. And we will be observing what's going on on earth. 
we will be the ones that come back on white horses in the 19th chapter. Read your Bible. 19th chapter of Revelation. Come back on white horses. I ain't talking about the Long Ranger. I'm not talking about Tex Ritter. I'm talking about Jesus Christ riding on a horse. And I'm talking about the church riding on white horses. I'm talking about riding with the, with the breeze. I'll tell you one thing. I know a lot of people might not agree with me, but there was an old song back there in the 60s that says, Ride, Sally, Ride. I don't know about you, but I'm going to say, Ride, Bizarre Ride, because I'm going to be riding after a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be riding with the King Kings. Yeah, I'm going to see the things I've never seen before. Yeah, I'm going to tell the world, uh, this is why I serve the Lord. This is why I'm preaching the way I do. This is why Brother Tim Jackson, amen, is making his way to preach this word out. This is why he's helping me and I'm helping him. This is why we're trying to convince you. We're trying to convince you, man. Don't be a fool. And I ain't calling nobody no fool like that, but don't be a fool. you messing around with this job time sermons that some of these preachers are preaching, all this old crap. You better let that preacher say, look, man, preach from the Bible. Preach from the Bible. Quit trying to make things that ain't in the Bible, make it in your, your, your consequences. No, preach the Bible. What's that? Saying Jesus and him crucified, nailed to a cross, beat beyond recognition. Nobody could not identify him after they got through him, taking him from the cross. But he got up. Oh, yes, he did. Third day morning. Got up with all power in heaven and in earth. And when he come back, I want you to be ready. Whatever you do, accept it now. Whatever you do, don't miss the rapture. Because if you do, you're going to have to go through hell. And high waters, it's going to be hellish. Because when the rapture comes, there's going to be a lot of empty houses, a lot of automobiles on the street, a lot of empty stores. The bank going to be open. I don't know if it's going to come at nighttime or whatever time it come in, but people are going to find out that the rapture occurred, and it's going to cause a depression. People are going to lose their homes, their money. They're going to lose their mind. They're going to say, oh, this is what they were talking about. Oh, Jesus, the rapture of the church. Oh, what am I going to do now? They're going to go to the churches. The preachers ain't going to be there. And the ones that's there, they say, well, I thought I had it. No, you ain't thought you had it. You knew you didn't have nothing. You just jiving, folks. You ain't telling nobody, nobody about nothing. And now you got to pay the consequences. There's somebody out there that's listening to this tonight, and this was a hot one tonight. Amen. Somebody needs saving right now. Somebody need to come to Jesus Christ right now. Don't be don't be foolish. We ain't doing this for our health. We ain't doing this for money. We ain't doing this for prestige. We ain't doing this for no no fame or glory. We're doing it because we don't want no soul to be lost and go to hell. Amen. Brother Paul said. Brother Paul said, "Go ahead, go make that confession. You got about fifteen minutes to over open that altar up." And 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 invite somebody in that's listening tonight. Amen, too, brother Tim. Amen. All glory be to the Most High God. Amen. We thank God for this opportunity. Amen. We're praying for brother Oliver. Amen. We thank him for this opportunity. Him and his team. We're praying for the Washington on the Wall, Elder Bazaar. 
Amen. Be praying for me also as we are praying for the world. We're praying for the saints. Amen. As well as the lost in the world. Amen. We are praying for each and every one. Amen. Amen. We want you to receive salvation. Amen. Yes, sir. If you have not and you happen to be listening tonight, whether someone invites you, amen, we want you to receive salvation. Amen. You heard this word tonight through the Holy Spirit, and we want to direct you on how you can receive salvation. How You may say, how can I, how can I enter into the kingdom of heaven? Amen. I want to go to heaven. Amen. I, I mean, that's just a simple question. Yes, people, where you want to spend all eternity. Amen. The reality of heaven or hell in the lake of fire. Ask yourself, where do you want to spend all eternity? Amen. It's a simple question. Amen. Amen. It's not hard. Amen. If you say that you want to uh, spend all eternity in heaven, amen, with God. Amen, brother. The Father, the the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is how you can do it. Romans. The 10th chapter, verses 9 and 10. Again, Romans, the 10th chapter, verses 9 and 10. And this is what it says, amen? It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord, Yeshua, Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that Yahweh hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen. I love salvation because... It's such an easy process. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. I don't know anything else more simpler, brother, and receive so much. Amen? That's Amen. How God is. That's how much God loves man. He made it easy and simple for you yeah. to come into the kingdom of heaven. Christ already paid the price. He already died on the cross. He did the hard part. Yes, he did. Yes, I, he did. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't take not one stripe that he took. Come on, no. Amen. No. Because no, I took one look. stripe on my back, and knowing that another one was coming. Amen. Uh-uh, I think everybody be lost. Amen. Uh-uh. Don't need me lying, Everybody be lost. Hey, I know I gotta take how many? Third, wait a minute. You gonna hit me how many more times? No, doctor. Amen. After that one stripe. And that thing, that metal thing is ripping that, that splish off your back. Not your skin. Not your skin. We're going to hurt just to rip your skin off. Your flesh. It was digging into his flesh and ripping his flesh. No, sir. Amen. Come on, I preacher. love you. Amen. But I just have to be real. Amen. I'm you have to be real, man. Amen. He ain't took, doing that. Hey, that's right, doctor. I ain't doing that. You said it. <laughs> Amen. No, it's thank you, Jesus. Doctor. Thank you, Amen. Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for 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 dying for my sins. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. All glory be to the Most High God. Amen. All good. Because it took a special type of love. That's a special type of love. See, that's not love that you're born with. We're born with natural love. Amen. Yeah. That's what we're born with. But that yeah. is spiritual love that comes from above. Divine. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. You better know it. That's the power of God. That shows you how powerful God is and how much he loves us, that he redeemed us. But God, in our iniquity, we were born in sin. He said, no matter what you did, I still love you. I still love you. you, I still love you. And all you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart 
and I'm going to cast your sins into the sea of forgiveness. Come on, preacher. Amen. Amen. The Bible says any tongue that rises up against thee in judgment. Come on, man. Amen. Amen. You better believe it. Christ yes, said, uh-uh, not here. I died for that. I died for his sin, for her sin. I die for their sins, amen? Yes, and, and they can't use your sins against you in judgment, amen? Oh, Go on, preacher. God, amen? Let's just tell the truth, amen? <laughs> now, watch, <laughs> I want, I want to the, amen, I want to share some more scriptures with you, amen? I want to share some more scriptures because it's for those that are, like the brother said, for those who think that you can work your way into heaven and, and think that you can lose your salvation. The Bible doesn't teach that nowhere, amen. I've been hearing that for many years. I ain't found it nowhere in Scripture, amen. In fact, amen, God has the victory, amen, amen. So, amen, so, amen. like they say, you, you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Amen, you can't you beat them, join them, join the truth. You ain't going to beat this, you just wasn't, join them. You might, there you go, doctor, you ain't going to beat it. You can't beat God. Like my dad, you, you know, know you can't, can't beat God. Amen. You sure can't beat him giving. No. Amen. Amen. Ephesians, the second chapter, verse 8, says, For by grace are ye saved through faith. It didn't say through works. It says through faith. And that, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Come on. That's how you know that it's free and it's a gift. Amen. It's a gift. You can't work for yeah. salvation. Verse 9 says, not of works, least any man should boast. You'll never stand before God and boast about what you did. God will Come on, preacher. Amen. He'll look Ooh, at you crazy. Bless the Lord. Amen. That's why those won't make it into heaven. Amen. Because you won't stand before God and boast. He said, amen. amen. My son died on the cross for your sin. He did all the work. And Come yet on. he was innocent. He knew no sin. Amen. Ooh. Come on, doctor. Too much word for him, doctor. Too much word. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. All glory be to God. Amen. Bro. All glory be to God. I want to share some more word with you, some more scriptures. Let's go back over to go Romans. Ahead, Amen. Thank you, doctor. Amen. Romans, the third chapter. Verse 9, it says, what then? I like how Paul, right, he asks a question. Are we better than they? He's talking about the Jews to the Gentiles. He says, no in no wise, for we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. All right. Amen, doctor. He's saying, as believers, are we better than the sinners than those out there in the world? Paul said, no. We are all under sin. Amen. Verse 10 says, as it is written. There is none righteous. Now, who do you think Paul was talking to? He was talking <laughs> to the church as well as those outside of church. I love the way Paul writes. Amen. You better talk to me, doctor. He says, there is none righteous. No, not one. Amen. That's for them Christians <laughs> out there that think that, think that they ain't got no sin, think they better than folks. Ain't no such thing. Verse 11 says, there is none that is uh, that understands it. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. He's saying, in other words, the Jews and the Gentiles. He's talking about the believers and the unbelievers. Only by the yes, blood sir. of yes, Christ sir. 
or you say that's why the Bible says you will scarcely make it in. Only by the blood is the only reason why you got it. You didn't get it by anything Ooh, that you did. You really? did nothing. Didn't no, don't you die. Hey, hey, man, doctor, you better say it again. Yeah, it ain't did a thing. Amen. Hey, Amen. But breathe. That's it. That's it. That's it. Breathe. That's it. Amen. I'm going to jump over. I'm going to jump over. Amen. To Romans, the third chapter, verse 21. I'm going to jump over. Watch what it says. Go ahead. It says, but now the righteousness of Yahweh without the law is manifested. There we go. Being uh-huh. witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Yeshua Christ, unto all and upon all them that what not work but believe, for there right. is no difference. For all have what sin and come short of the glory Woo. of God. Man, that's some deep word, the doctor. It says being it says being justified freely. Here it is by what. His grace, not my grace, yeah. amen, but by his grace. Yes, Whose sir. grace? The grace of God. Through, grace the, of God. through the redemption that his son, Christ Yeshua, Ooh, Lord have mercy, to whom God has set forth to be the what? A propitiation. Amen. He went forth for yes, my sir. sin, yes, your sin. He took the, in other words, he took the blame for what you. Ooh, God have mercy. Um, that's Woo! deep. That's deep, doctor. That's Man, deep. can you imagine somebody killing somebody else, and you come up and say, "No, he didn't do it. I did it. I did it." Lord have mercy. Mm, mm, mm. To be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins. That yeah. are passed through the forbearance of God, the Heavenly Father. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I'm going to say one more thing. I'm going to turn it back over to you. Romans all right, 8, chapter, Some That's deep good. stuff. You good word. Amen. All glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Watch this. Amen. Romans 8, chapter. All right. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to read verse 35. I'm going to turn it back over to you. It says, who shall separate us from the love? See, that's what people miss when they say, "Oh, oh, you know, you you can fall from salvation." No, you can't. You can't fall from salvation. The Scripture teaches that nowhere. And I've been preaching twenty three years, and the brothers, the reverend's been preaching for fifty eight years. Amen. And I know Amen. the brother ain't found it, and I ain't found it. I don't believe nobody else has found it. Amen. Amen. This, Amen. You better know this is what it says. There. Who shall separate us? See, Paul yeah. asked the question. In other words, Paul's asking, is it possible? Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation right. or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword? Nothing. I'm going to skip down to verse 39. Nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of Yahweh, God of heaven, which Amen. is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Go ahead, doctor. Don't All right. Uh, I, got, I got an announcement to make. Uh, next next Thursday, I'm switching from Wednesday. I'm f- switching from Wednesday to Thursday at 9 okay. o'clock. So mm-hmm. I won't be on next Wednesday. I'll be on 
Thursday. So I want you to still be on with me if you can. And, Amen. Uh, I think I'll get more on that. But, brother, I'll, I'll call you after I get off the air. I, okay. I got I to say a few words of encouragement for you. Um, right. um, so remember, next Wednesday we won't be on. We'll be on Thursday. So keep in tune. Go tell your friends. Go tell Amen. your loved ones. Tell somebody Jesus Christ <laughs> saves, and Jesus Christ is on his way back. God That's bless right. you. May his God face smile you. upon you. May he keep you in the hollow of his hand. This is Elder Amen. God and Brother Tim Jackson out of Lubbock, Texas, and I'm out of Warren, Ohio. God bless you. God smile upon God you and you. keep you in the hollow of his hand.